Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have a homily for Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. For context, this homily was offered at St. Mary Magdalene Anglican Church in Schaumburg, Ontario, on the first Sunday that they returned to in-person worship after having worshipped online for 18 months due to COVID-19. Let's begin with a reading from Scripture. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Some Pharisees came to Jesus, and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart he wrote this commandment for you. But from the very beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then, in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me, do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter into it. And he took them up in his arms and laid his hands on them and blessed them. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everybody. It is so good to see each one of you here and in person this morning. In anticipation of today, I've done a lot of thinking about the last year and a half. Eighteen months ago, we were just learning about some new thing called COVID-19. During those early days, I doubt that many people fully understood the gravity of what was happening. It's been well over a year, and we've been through a lot. Some of us have lost friends and family members to COVID. Along the way, we have all had to learn new ways of doing everyday things. It's hard to imagine a single aspect of life that has not been interrupted, in some way, by this disease. For many of us, the last 18 months have simply been painfully difficult. And yet here we are, today, in church, in person, for the first time in 18 months. We are all wired to be social beings, even the most introverted among us. Talking over the phone or meeting over Zoom, well, it filled a need for a time, but they are less than ideal in the long term. 
They have helped us cope with the reality of the situation, but none of these things will ever replace being able to meet in person. The fact that we are able to meet in person today meets a need that each of us have been longing to fill for a very long time. The ability to gather together today is a symbol of hope that we may be coming out of this terrible time. Today's Gospel reading addresses another kind of situation that had become less than ideal. Mark's Gospel describes some religious zealots approaching Jesus and asking his opinion on divorce. They were out to put him in a hard spot on a controversial subject. If Jesus condemned divorce, it would mean contradicting Moses, who was one of Israel's greatest patriarchs. If Jesus said that it was fine to divorce, then he would be contradicting an even more ancient teaching on marriage. From the outstart, we see that this was a trick question, definitely a lose-lose situation. Jesus responded to the question by telling them something that I think most of us already know deep down. Although Moses had made allowances for divorce, divorce was not the ideal. Jesus went on to remind his listeners that the original intent of marriage was for two people to find lifelong love and companionship with each other. Most couples who walk down the aisle to get married are intending on something permanent, independent of marital status. I have never met a person who considers divorce to be the goal of a marriage. At its core, if two people have gotten to the point of even considering divorce, then something has gone profoundly wrong in their relationship. Like any wounded relationship, I think most would agree that divorce is less than ideal. As painful as ruptured relationships are, the reality is that not all relationships work out as we would hope they would. We are all broken people, and our brokenness can have an impact on our relationships. This text encourages us to be attentive and intentional about all of our relationships, including our marriages. Always seek out opportunities to make things right before relationships are wounded beyond repair. There is another layer to this story. Considering the social context of this story, for just a moment, will help add some texture to Jesus' response. I don't know if you noticed how the Pharisees phrased their question. They didn't ask Jesus' opinion on divorce. They asked if it was permissible for a man to divorce his wife. The wording presumes that it was the husband who would initiate divorce proceedings and not the wife. In the first century, it had become quite easy for a man to divorce his wife. In a male-dominated and largely patriarchal society, where women depended on men for their economic and social well-being, a divorce could mean ruin for a woman. Jesus' words were meant to discourage viewing marriage in general, and women in particular, as disposable. 
Jesus promoted a vision of humanity that saw both men and women as made in the image of God. In this vision, both men and women were highly valued and needed. Jesus was speaking out against a culture in which people could be so easily cast out and marginalized. Now, I realize that many of us might flinch or want to look away when we read this story. It's a difficult subject to consider. Over the years, I have heard this text used to treat divorced people very poorly indeed, and it makes me sad. Using this text in that way is simply not consistent with the rest of Jesus' teaching about forgiveness and the restoration of broken people and broken relationships. This is the same Jesus who told Peter to forgive 70 times, 7 times. Elsewhere, in John's Gospel, Jesus challenged another group of Pharisees that only those without any sin in their own lives ought to be casting stones. Some of us have experienced the pain of a divorce firsthand. Most of us have loved ones who have been through the breakup of a marriage. Divorce is a painful experience for the people involved, as well as for their family and friends. But when we read this passage in its larger context, we find that it calls us to examine how we treat people who are hurting. In this portion of Mark's Gospel, the author tells a story that reveals some of Jesus' thinking about broken relationships. In general, Jesus encouraged people to keep their relationships healthy. This includes our relationship with God, with friends and family, and yes, with our spouse. Health, wholeness, and restoration are key ingredients, no matter the type of relationship. In light of that overarching theme, it doesn't come as a surprise when Jesus discourages divorce. In part, his response comes from a place of wanting people to experience healthy relationships. It was also motivated in response to the cultural norms of his day, in which a divorced woman could easily become very marginalized. The very next story describes the disciples preventing people from bringing their children to meet Jesus. Think about that for a moment. Jesus had just taught about the importance of maintaining the integrity of our relationships and safeguarding the marginalized. Moments later, Mark tells us that the disciples obstructed children from encountering Jesus. Jesus responds by cautioning the disciples against putting any obstacle in the way of a child seeking an encounter with him. By pairing these two stories together, Mark is drawing attention to those who are most vulnerable in our culture. In his day, both women and children were treated almost like second-class citizens and were easily cast aside. This text invites us to consider how we seek to include those people who are wounded and most vulnerable in our society. As a community of faith, how do we encourage broken and marginalized people to have a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ? How do we draw people in from the sidelines so that they can encounter Christ with childlike wonder? Let's pray. God of the living law, 
whose will is to protect the weak and to educate our desires. May we learn from you to give each other dignity and to find you in our unity. Through Jesus Christ, who makes us one household.